0: honestly say I'm so excited for this one I'm I am so excited for... I'm nervous and you know what I thought I thought of a big like introduction and that but I would tell you this: to your face proud of you fam. genuinely proud of you um, we don't it. know each other that deep with what we know of each other I think for every every family member out there you can say we've never been in your situation and to see what you've come from again with people that have had mixed backgrounds and a difficult past to elevate your way to where you are now. Proud, yeah. And it's a, it's a genuine story that everyone should be able to look at, not just from the your daughter's story, but from being able to change who you once was to who you are now. And I'm somebody that lives and dies by that, that you can be whoever you want to be. Yeah. So genuinely, start off like that, but I'm genuinely proud of uh, really you. Off, Rick, thank you for coming over it, man. Honestly, for having me. I oh, well. appreciate it. So for those who don't know, so we have Mr. Ashley Kane in the building, aka The Beast, yeah. aka uh, Nothing Nothing Faces Him. <laughs>
1: I like to think so, mate. More yeah. recently, things start, have started to, but yeah, I like to. I like to believe that, you know, you can achieve anything in this mm-hmm. world if you're prepared to fight and with a bit of iron will, you know what I mean? Yeah. It's surprising what you can overcome and the levels that you can elevate to.
0: Yeah, definitely. I think this is, this is going to be the hardest question I'm going to ask you all day. Yeah. Genuinely, how are you, man? You know what?
1: Yeah, such a tough question. Mm-hmm. You know, when people ask that, and, and I mean, it's the first thing that people ask on a day-to-day basis, how are you? What's the reality of it? Of it? Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, I'm all right. Yeah. Been better, been worse. The reality of it is, bro, every day is a struggle. Mm-hmm. You know, how am I? I wouldn't wish how I feel on you, on yeah, you, yeah, yeah. or anyone that's in this room on a day to day basis, or anyone that's listening. It's a struggle, man. You know, like from the moment I wake up, it's like I wake up and the first thing I see is a picture of my daughter. So mm-hmm. it's tough. Yeah. And then what I have to do is I have to make my bed and I have to say my prayers and show gratitude to God because if mm-hmm. I don't show gratitude for the eight months I had on my daughter, I'll be better towards everyone around me that's got what I want. Do you mm-hmm. know what I'm trying to say? Mm-hmm. And then you think like, that's the first thing I do when I wake up in the morning. The last thing I do when I go to, to bed at night is I go and see my daughter at a resting place. So there, mm-hmm. that's, how, that's how I spend time with my daughter. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? So the reality of my days is every day is tough. Every mm-hmm. day is a grind. Every day... I feel pain and I'm upset, but every day I kind of get stronger mm-hmm. and I think i become a better version of myself, you know, because of my daughter, mm-hmm. and because of what I've been through. So the reality is it's tough, but mm-hmm. you know, I'm here yeah. I'm making moves.
0: Yeah. I think, I think it's great to hear. I think we all put <coughs> that front under, we, we all say, yeah. do you know one thing I've always, I hate normal. Yeah. Yeah, because, yeah my normal but your normal and my normal are completely different but yeah. we use that as a way of saying to people mm. like yeah I'm good yeah and that's why when I genuinely ask it I'm not asking it for a passenger in the street like how are you like me personally I'm I'm having a good day today like I'm yeah I'm doing all right mm. a couple of days ago I weren't yeah woke up and had a bad day like like anyone does yeah but I think it's just important to break away that chip away at that stereotype
2: isn't it yeah, it's a stigma isn't it
0: that yeah. surrounds I, it I mean as well
1: like you know it's good that you ask I, th- I think we, we glide over the, that, that subject a lot of the time mm. I mean so, like, more recently what I've done is I've just picked up the phone to, to some of my friends and I've just gone you know how are ya? Or I was told my mates that, you know, I love you, man. Or you're doing well. You know, just to check in. Mm -hmm. Because I feel like a lot of the time in life, you you can glide over a lot of things. And some people are going through something. Like, Mm -hmm. I consider myself as a pretty strong and resilient person considering what I've been through and how I am and how I'm able to cope with it. But a lot of people aren't. And you never really know someone's struggle. So I think it's always good to ask somebody, but ask someone properly, not like yeah, yeah. how are you and glide over it? Mm-hmm. Just spend a little bit of time with the people that are around you that you care about because you never know on that what any given day, mm-hmm. they might need it. Do you know what I mean? And they might need a voice or they might need an ear or yeah. a shoulder.
0: Well how did how did your pals react to that to you say like you know just now calling just say like I love you man and things like that. Because for me I could certainly say that I have those thoughts to do it, but I, I don't really say I'd do it. Yeah. There's nowhere near enough. We've we can, done it a few times. We've done it a couple of times, yeah, but we're best things. friends of like 20 odd years. Yeah. But we can talk about things that most people can't, but in terms of the, the whole friendship group, it's quite difficult to even just have that little, I don't think it's receptive enough from the opposite, opposite yeah. person. I mean, to be honest, I feel like I'm on a bit of a different frequency
1: now. Mm-hmm. I don't, I um, you know all the barriers that were there in life before, which yeah. which you may have had up, or or a lot of the things that you'd you'd have been reluctant to do. Mm-hmm. I see life through a different lens now. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? I, I've not I've not got no barriers up. I don't try and pretend I'm someone that I'm not. I don't pretend that I don't cry or yeah. that I don't do any of these things. I just kind of see life for what it is, and because I've been to the depths mm-hmm. of, of how bad you can feel or how low you can feel, I understand how important it is to, to basically just ask somebody or I don't understand how important it is to give someone a hug or I understand how important it is to tell someone that you love them or how important they are. I, I get the importance of all that and I don't have no, I'm not reserved in doing that myself mm-hmm. because what would I be? You know, when yeah, I, when yeah. I understand and I, I see how much, how many people in this world need, a shoulder or or Mm. need a hand or need a hug or need an uplift that day. If I didn't do it, I'd be an idiot. Do you know what Mm. I mean? And and I see life through that lens now. So for me, it's not about, you know, what makes me look good. It's about how good I can make other people feel around me. I guess. I think
2: when the barrier's broken as well, and there's no ego attached to any, any person that you want to talk to, it's easier for someone to open up. Mm -hmm. If someone's there with a mask on and their ego's in the way, if you ask someone, how are you? fuck off, man. Like, yeah. cool. don't, you don't need to ask me how I am. Yeah. yeah. Like yeah. I'm, I'm a man. Like a lot of people have that. And I think to this day, they still have that kind of attitude towards it as well. Bro,
1: it's it's only, yeah, like the maddest thing is, yeah, the big, the biggest person that I could say I had that barrier was, was my dad. I mean, mm. I love my dad. My dad loves me. Me and my dad are like best mates to a certain extent. Do you yeah. know what I mean? But it was only really since, you know, I was going through the situation with Azalea. Mm that my dad kind of really like let his barrier down a bit and, yeah. he, and he told me he loved me and like we actually touched. Yeah. You know, yeah, imagine yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. You know, like I never really, if, if me and my dad grazed yeah. hands like that, it was kind of like, whoa, what's what's going like, yeah, yeah, it was yeah, yeah, just yeah, like yeah. Me. Whereas yeah. now me and my dad can have a hug and mm-hmm. our relationship's never been better because, yeah. you know, the barriers have been removed down and it only takes that one, that one time to do that mm-hmm. for it to open up for
0: the rest of your life and you know what I mean? I, t- I touched on it. I think it's a level of vulnerability, being able to be vulnerable but I've done it, we've been out on nights out and well, I've just burst out crying yes. I, you know, I lost my dad 10 years ago and yeah. was saying it before you came in, like there's days it feels like it was yesterday. Yeah, there's Days it feels like it was today, like it's just happened. And um, I've done loads of therapy work around it to get to But before that, I used to drink, I used to drink heavy, got into so much nonsense over it. And yeah. that's where my issue came from, from, from that. But well, we'd be out, wouldn't we? And I'd just burst mm. out crying. And then once I've got over that now, I've not got no shame to tell my friends, yeah, I had therapy today. And yeah. they're like, oh, how was it? Was it all right? Yeah, it was good. But because I've I've, I've made all the mistakes, I've yeah. been vulnerable. I've been, like you say, it's a touch for you and your dad. But for me, it was like, I cried in front of the lads. Do you know yeah. how big that is? There's not once, 15 times, I think I've done it. Like, just but,
1: but But the thing is, yeah, like, it's interesting you say that. And sorry to take nah, go, this. Go, part, go go, 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 go. Your choice best mate, yeah.
2: Mm. Mate, there's, there's so much I don't know about.
1: But listen to what I'm saying to you though. You, you, and, and this is something for for the men that are probably listening out there, yeah. Mm. We have a fingers, man, like that if we show our vulnerability, that that makes us look weak. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Now, when this man cried in front of you, yeah, what did you think? Did you think he was weak?
2: Nah, no chance. Like he would he didn't. would never well I hope he'd never think that I would assume that of him. Um yeah. obviously at the time when he's drinking. It's it's a different conversation. It's like, mate, calm down. Like, whatever it is, we'll, we'll discuss it in the morning when you're sober. Yeah. And then the next day, I'll be ringing him. Like, what was that about? needs to talk to me. And there's times where he's phoned me, and he's genuinely like, I've had to come at house talk to him. We've been crying on phones. But how? But how much
1: would you? How much would more would you prefer that? And that situation happened where, you know what, he's voicing it to you. Oh, where anytime. he's where he's showing oh, exactly his vulnerability and where yeah. you can help him mm-hmm. rather than him hiding it. And then you end up finding out he's what? done something stupid. We still Do you know what, what I'm trying to a pro- say?
2: A problem halved is a problem solved. Yeah. 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 So anything that he has on his mind, I hope that he can share with me. And the he's same, same, vice, same versa. vice versa. Like mm-hmm. there's times where I've leaned on him. And touching on what you said then with, you know, with your dad touching you and you felt like that my dad died when I was like three years old. So I've always grew up as a man of the house. Yeah. So I always felt emotionally cold. So when you said to, when you said then about touching your dad, I've always felt that way with my mom. Like me and my mom have never really had a relationship where I've hugged her, kissed her, told her I love her, things like that. It was only recently, like I think it was two years ago during COVID, she had a stroke and a bleed on the brain. And that's when like, for me, my whole world come down and I was like, shit, so many things that I don't mm. know about my family because I've I've hid it all or I've put it to the back of my mind and I don't want to know because it's I felt like that was the way for me to deal with things yeah like I didn't want to know because mm. I was scared of what it'd do to me yeah so for you to front all of your emotion in your daughter touches me to the point where I feel like you're a better man than me because I I personally can't do that and that that's just me as a person. Like, I find it hard to break down and, and go into certain things. Like, there's how many times have I spoken to you about my dad? Not even a handful, is it? Nah, not. When like, you go, like, go as far as five times. Yeah. Even even with my mum, like, there's certain things I won't even ask my mum just because I, I don't think I can deal with it. Mm-hmm. Genuinely don't think I can deal with it. But there's, there's, so, there's, a, there's just,
0: a time and place for that. And I feel like that's a key thing for everyone. You have to be ready for it. Do you get what I'm saying? Like, you only you will know when you're ready for it. Mm-hmm. I think in your situation, life determined you needed to be ready for it. But then afterwards, you knew you were ready for it. Would you agree or not?
1: I I guess my situation you could, you could say is a pretty unique situation. Yeah. I mean, I, I I decided to show everything that was going on with, with me and my daughter straight away. Mm-hmm. You, you know, like people look at social media, you, you mm-hmm. know, a lot of social media, people say it's like, it's braggateering. You, mm-hmm. you show what you're most proud about. Mm-hmm. But like, the thing that I was most proud about yeah, was my yeah. little girl. Yes. You yeah. know, because purely because I used to turn up every single day and I was like inspired and I was lifted by her. Do you know mm-hmm. what I'm trying to say? So I decided to to showcase my little girl. Um, and it, it, it was great in doing so, but since losing my daughter, mm-hmm. <clears throat> I don't know. You got to understand, yeah, like when, um, when I finally took my daughter home, yeah, and, and and sorry, it's probably going the long way around, but it probably makes sense. When I, I took, I I got told that there was nothing else that they could do, Mm -hmm. you know, and and that was one that sing one of the most difficult things you can hear because from having it, having the most precious little girl in the world that you've ever, ever set eyes on Mm -hmm. going through that illness, Number one, she's been looked after in hospital, but number two, getting told that, you know what, you got to take home, take care of yourself Mm -hmm. and do end of life care. I didn't know, you know, Mm -hmm. how my daughter was going to pass away. I didn't know whether it was going to be painful, whether she was going to bleed from the inside. I didn't know Mm -hmm. anything. All I knew is that it could be a day, it could be a couple of weeks, but my daughter was going to end up passing away at Mm -hmm. home. And I would, the only thing I could hope or pray for at that time was that, I was awake that was Mm -hmm. there and that she was in my arms so when my daughter passed away i went into a world of oblivion like as you can imagine Mm -hmm. i couldn't feel anything i could i felt like i couldn't see I couldn't see properly. I couldn't hear. I couldn't gauge the concept of anything. My, my, that my whole life went into like a reality mode. It was like a metaverse. Mm-hmm. And, e- of Everything I couldn't make sense of. And like you, I started drinking. Mm-hmm. You know, I started drinking and I was drinking and I was drinking. And then one morning I woke up like, and I felt ashamed. Yeah, mm-hmm. Because I thought, you know, I'm a God fearing man, you mm-hmm. know? So that means that I believe my daughter's in heaven. And oh, I yeah. thought if my daughter's watching down on me now, I feel ashamed. Mm-hmm. You know, this ain't how I wanted to see a daddy.
0: Yeah, you
1: know what I mean. So then that meant that everything that I tried to put behind me, I had to front. Yeah, I had to be honest with myself. I had to be honest with how I feel.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: I had to be upfront with the people around me that were seeing me, mm-hmm. in order for me to be able to accept it, acknowledge it, and move on from it and mm-hmm. with it. You know, because my only my only goal in this world I'll be honest with you guys yeah my only goal in this world, truly if I was gonna be selfish towards me, is doing enough while I'm here to build my steps to heaven you know the only the only thing that the only thing that I truly want in this world, mm-hmm. lads honestly, and I think about it every single day, and this is what I pray for is mm-hmm. that when it's my time mm-hmm. in the final ten seconds of my life, yeah. I can smile because I know I'm going to be happy where I'm going yeah, yeah, yeah. and all I want to know that is I want to, be, I want to be at peace with what I've done That's to know that mean. I've been there. Yeah. So in order for all of oh. this to happen, I need to face every
0: emotion that I'm feeling. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I'm trying to say? Yeah, yeah, no. I'm, I'm sorry. I'm like, I'm smiling. Well, I'm trying not to cry at the same time. Yeah, yeah. like, That's powerful. Yeah. Oh, well, what you're saying is so powerful because I think for me anyway, it, it, in a space where world, the world now and it is glitz, glamour. No one shows you the negative. There yeah. is so much negative going on if you want to watch the news. Yeah. But to hear you go, like, everything I'm doing is so that when my time comes, I've earned my path to get there. And I oh, think that's so it. powerful. Like and, and it
1: and it, you know not like some you know sometimes you, you because it, it seems so righteous to me trying to say that, yeah. Mm. And it, I, I even fool myself sometimes, I think, actually, uh, is that really what you want? But then mm-hmm. every single day I live it, and mm-hmm. that's all I ask for.
0: Yeah.
1: All I ask for is opportunities, because th- what I want to do is I want to I wanna help people. So I want to mm-hmm. be the best version of myself, so that when my daughter looks down, she's yeah. proud. Yeah. You know, I want to help people in this world, because realistically, bro, no kid, mm-hmm. Should have to go through what my daughter went through. And I really, really wish that no parent has to go through what I go through. Mm -hmm. So, me knowing that and me seeing what my daughter's been through, I ain't got no fucking excuses. Mm -hmm. You know, like if I get up in the morning and I feel a bit shit that day, what fucking excuse have I got when my daughter's been there battling cancer? And if I know what I know, Mm. I need to do something in this world now to make a difference because, Mm. you know what, as well, Troy, and this, if I didn't have that, I wouldn't have a purpose for me being here. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't want to be so, here. I wouldn't need to be here because I don't find excitement in doing stuff. I don't want to like yeah, go out yeah. and drink with the lads now. I don't want yeah, to yeah. go and do this. I, I find purpose in like being able to make a difference mm. because I feel like I don't want my daughter's time here to be in vain. Yeah. You know, if she had to be here and go for go through what she had to go through, mm-hmm. and and then make the journey to heaven mm.
0: you know like her legacy will live on yeah. and it's going to live on through me as we as both Christians as well so it's her sacrifices for you isn't it in that and now you're doing your sacrifice for other people to go yeah. see her again so I, I totally understand I just want to take a, a little step back if you don't mind course, because yeah. there may be maybe people that don't actually know the story so would you I may have gone on
1: a tangent as well so no so no no it's no, no. perfect it. that
0: you've done that because I, that's where I want it to go I think like we're only probably going to have about five questions, but it's going to go off in so many different yeah. places. And that's, that's what the beauty of a conversation is. But would you be able to share with us Azalea's actual story, if that's okay with you? Yeah, of course. So um, the
1: 10th of August, 2020, my life changed. i become a daddy. and mm-hmm. um, Being a daddy was something I always wanted. I mean, I had, you know, I've been a professional footballer, yeah. right? toured the world DJing, been a reality TV star. All of that is rubbish, mm-hmm. you know. Being a daddy is my biggest achievement. Yeah, yeah. You know, that, that's what that's what it was really? all about. Um I'm a family man, so I couldn't wait to have a family. And it was really strange because um my oldest brother, he he had his little boy. I've got my younger sister, had her is got her two children, and then there was there was me and um my middle brother. Yeah. And um I must have rang him up and I said, Yo, Mate, I said, got some news for you, so you're gonna be an uncle again. And he went, Yo, brother, so are you.
2: Oh, and we oh. were like,
1: What? And then so and um, we end up having little girls, a couple of days apart. Oh man. So it was absolutely amazing. Yeah. So then me and my brother become closer because we were we, we were daddies together at the same time. Enjoy. We both had little girls. It was amazing. Yeah. And then um like two months into, you know, Zay being born, um, she started to have like a block he was like she had a blocked nose. So and he was drawing COVID this okay, point, so yeah. you couldn't just go into the doctor. So we yeah. contacted the doctors, you know, they said she had a cold. Then we contacted the doctors again because, you know, he wasn't seeming to go away. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I'm trying to say? And and then they said that she might, um, that was it. She had like a, a blocked stomach, a bloated stomach. Um, so then they thought she had like, constipation. Yeah. It wasn't constipation. They, they thought she had colic. It wasn't colic. And then um, my partner at the time, Sophia, she found a little lump on Azalea's belly. It was a little lump, but it was a bruise. And then um, once we reported that, they took her in straight away in an ambulance.
0: Can I can I ask just how long that period was? Was that like days, couple of weeks?
1: So it was over the period of, say, like five days a week okay. that we yeah. that we let this go on for, before, before yeah, yeah. we were like, yo, yeah, something yeah, yeah, needs to yeah. happen. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's the sign to parents out there, you know, no one knows your kid like you do. So yeah, if, yeah, if, if, yeah, you yeah. Do, if you do seem to think someone will spot something... I wouldn't always listen to the advice that you get. Push, yeah. push, push yeah. to, you get the answers that you actually I was, need. I was or just I want. about to touch on that. Like 100%. With
2: things with uh, my partner and when, when my daughter was born, like nothing, nothing like what you're going through, but like you said, with colds, um, colic, constipation, you, you've always got the worst fear anyway. Mm-hmm. You, Especially you, with like something so sort of fragile and small.
1: Yeah, you've got, you got the worst fear. I mean, some people, I mean, they like to use the, the term like panicky parents and stuff, mm-hmm. but you, we knew there was, there was something more than what yeah, it was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway, so went into hospital and then I got the news that she got diagnosed with AMI leukaemia, which, you know, thank God that um, Sophia was there at that time because I just collapsed. Oh, I, I, I couldn't I couldn't function You know like yeah. If you saw, someone was seeing me And they'd be like "Ah, oh, Ash You know Ash is so strong Ash is this The true reality of it Is in the first instance When I heard I couldn't function I, I was having a panic attack yeah, I was having yeah. an attack I, I couldn't do anything At the time So straight away From that moment Of going to hospital We got transferred To Birmingham Children's Hospital And that was us yeah. That's where we were We didn't go home what? We didn't got no clothes We were in the hospital So then we, we got admitted to hospital and then, um, very quickly, I, I kind of, I pulled myself together. I went into like a survival instinct, mm-hmm. you, you know, I, and I said to Sophia, I said, look, you know what? Yeah. We can't take our daughter's illness away. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? We can't make a better. We can't trade places with us. The only thing that we can do is control the energy that's around her. I said, yeah. she's just, I said, she can't understand what we're saying. Mm-hmm. I said, but she can definitely pick up on our energy so if that's the only thing that's in our control we're going to do it to the best of our fucking ability so every time we cross this line yeah, I said we are going to be 100% she is not going to know that she's poorly she's not going to know that we are upset Mm. all she's going to see is smiles and happiness and that's how we dealt with it and then we find that obviously it was a very rare and aggressive Mm. form of AMR leukemia which meant that the chemotherapy that she was having at the time wasn't strong enough which meant that she had to have a full um, bone marrow transplant Um, we done an outreach into the public and Mm. I think there's something like 120,000 people that applied to be, um, her stem cell donor in a week, which was more than they had in four years, (laughs) which was absolutely incredible. Um, she had a transplant, which went incredibly well. One thing about Azalea is she was so resilient towards Mm. all the chemotherapy, towards the transplant. She battled and she fought everything. Um, it just and then in the end there wasn't there wasn't any more treatment they could give yeah. her they, we, they hadn't got a treatment for AMO. the treatment they had wasn't strong enough they were giving her chemotherapy and her disease was multiplying with the chemotherapy and it turned out that um in the end we went to try and get treatment in singapore so we we got the hospital mm. we had the treatment and we were a couple of days from flying out and um, then we found out that she had tumors in her brain, so she had tumors in her lungs, her kidneys, her spleen, her stomach, and her brain, which meant she couldn't fly. Um, and do you know the maddest thing? What the maddest thing was after a stem cell transplant? Imagine this one, and this was a pattern for our whole treatment. And and this is why I can manage ups and downs now. Yeah. Mm. Every time we got some good news, we got some bad news. So before Mm -hmm. all of this happened, yeah, and she had a stem cell transplant, we went into the children's hospital to ring the bell that she's cancer-free. Imagine. So we were at home for a couple of days. We went back into the hospital to ring the bell. That's it. She's done. She's beat cancer. You know what I mean? And then five minutes before we went to ring the bell for us to be discharged, we got told that she'd relapsed really bad and that she wouldn't be coming back out again. You know what I'm trying to say. Mm-hmm. So the journey was just a lot of um, ups and downs like that.
2: How's your emotions at this <clears> time? <throat> because even just hearing that now, like my, the hairs yeah. on my arms are sticking up. Mm. I'm getting goosebumps because I'm feeling the energy of a parent Bruh. and hearing them words. Mm-hmm. Do, like you know, you
1: know. You know you with that? Do you know what? Do you know why I see life different now? It's it's emotional, but you know, don't feel any kind of way. The reason I see life different now is because imagine, imagine every single day, yeah, like every second of every single day, yeah. Like you don't know whether your kid's gonna make it through the next hour. So I live my life minute by minute. Mm-hmm. Every single minute, I was in the hospital room looking at my daughter, no T no, no TV on, mm-hmm. no phone mm-hmm. out. I just had my daughter like this. I was mm-hmm. looking at how Enjoy amazing she is, yeah.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And every time I'm looking at her and i am seen her playing smile, she's playing and smiling. So you don't realise that she's got an illness that's tearing away her body. Mm-hmm. But I can see, I can see that. I'm looking at her trying to be happy. Yeah, I'm yeah, looking yeah. at her, I'm enjoying it. But also I can see this illness that's tearing away. She don't know about it.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And every time I go to bed at night, I go to bed scared that when I wake up the next morning, she might not be there. Mm-hmm. And that's how I lived eight months of my life. Every second worrying. Mm-hmm. But then every second having to appreciate in the moment what I have right now. Mm-hmm. So if you talk about emotions, bro, you're an emotional wreck. Mm-hmm. But you begin to understand that, you know, it's not about what's behind you. Uh, it's not about what's in front of you. And no, it's not It's not about it's not about what's. Behind you It's not about what's in your future It's about what's right in front of you right now And that's what you That's when you slow down And that's what you appreciate Mm -hmm. And you start to appreciate Every single second Of every single day And that's what I had to do Because every single second Of every single day Was a worry for me Mm -hmm. I was
2: scared I can't even picture that Because Like you said Them Going Going into every day Thinking that If you go to sleep You might miss your daughter passing Like you said the one thing that you wanted to do was hold her in your arms. Yeah. Like to, to have that window of, I wouldn't say opportunity, that small window where you feel like you need <laughs> to sleep and to miss that. For me, that would be heartbreaking.
1: Well, he, he, he scared me. Like I used to stay in the hospital at the nighttime, most nights. I, I mean, I know that, you know, me and my partner needs to fight to be in a room. Cause mm-hmm. there's only one of us allowed, allowed in the room go, at a yeah. time. Mm-hmm. Cause of COVID. So We're not, we weren't both allowed to be in a mm-hmm. room. So we used to fight to be in there, but we we, we worked on the times that we, was better. And I know that you know, I know that I felt more comfortable there at night, and yeah. South felt more, more comfortable there in the day. And that's how we used to do it. And and imagine this, yeah, like you know, like I said to you before, that coffee was cold when I came in. Yeah, I yeah. said, I don't mind; I'll drink it cold. Yeah. You know, my, my base, my baseline to everything now is different. Yeah, like, yeah, I used to wake up in the morning, bro. I used to open my eyes and I, and then. She, my daughter would be there looking at me yeah. she will not crying anything. Really. She's waiting for me to get up and as soon as I open my eyes she'd be all happy mm-hmm. and I'd just jump up out of bed open the blinds put the music on and dance yeah. with her all morning mm-hmm. that was the best feeling that if you could tell me one memory mm-hmm. was every single morning waking up and seeing her eyes light up and then just dance with her all morning I used to dance with her for hours can I ask
0: what was the song <laughs> huh you'd have a song you'd have a song that sets you off I used to what that sets me off now. Yeah, what
1: because you'll
0: remind you'll take you back to that, right?
1: Yeah. Um, Do you you know what's really mad? Yeah. So I've got my standard list of songs. I never too much Luther Vandross. Yeah. Um, But there's a few songs that set me off now. Um, It's Luther Vandross. A house is not a home. You know what I mean. Mm -hmm. Um, One song is you heard what's it called? It's I'm gonna I'm gonna have to to play it quickly. That's cool. I used to listen to um, I Want To Be The Only One by yeah. Bevy Winans. You know what <laughs> yeah, I mean? Yeah, yeah. Because I used to speak to him at the time when I was in hospital because he's a Christian man. And then the one that I played on Azalea's Day was it was it's Go The Distance by Michael Barton. Okay, I have not heard that one sounds. Nice. Yeah, but it's basically Go The Distance. He's mm-hmm. basically saying that like uh, I don't know You have to, to listen to it. Yeah. I can't, I can't right, hear it But yeah. there's a few there's a few songs But I used to the, the, the main part of it was I used to play songs That were uplifting Any kind yeah. of old school jams Luther Vandross yeah, yeah. Michael Jackson mm-hmm. You know what I mean The Commodores Just lift and, the energy and in Anything the yeah. I used to just lift the energy and, mm. and I used to dance Like if she was having chemotherapy For four hours I used to pick her up And dance with her for four hours You know To my heart they're gonna fall off mm-hmm. That's what it was about You know what I mean
0: It was yeah, cause, about Because for people that don't form. know Chemo it's it's on the drip, isn't it yeah so it's like for people that don't know that like again I, I, I had that with dad as well so it's like in the uh well for my dad he would sit there four hours and he used to be like fucking oh, hell Troy we're we gonna talk about what we're gonna do and for me again like me and my dad a very different relationship when when I was younger obviously scared shitless of him for for the incidents that I went through the domestic violence then as I got Older, and he got older and he grew up and understood that the street life weren't really for him we started getting close connected so like 18, 19, 20 yeah and at 21 he died but my dad died he got cancer he found out he got cancer in Feb he was dead in May so it was like bang bang so before oh. I had this like resentment for a long time like this is me I'm, a, like, I'm getting my dad now you know what I've always craved I've yeah. always wanted my dad I had him there for like Said so the manly stuff. Taught me how to fight. Taught me how to play football. Taught me how to fundamentally uh always. He used to say this thing: "Your last name is your first name. You represented your family." Yeah. Do you get what I mean? Yeah, so when I they hear Deeni, like you, that you're not just representing Troy. It's it's the whole lot of your family. Like make sure you present yourself correctly. You're on time. All of the basics, basically. What and we you represented, it. though. Yeah, always. You, you yeah. represented though. I, Troy. I'm always trying, and I'm trying to evolve. But he used to say this thing to me that was was uh was, was amazing. He was like, Do you know when you've been through as much as I've been through, Troy? I was like, yeah. And my dad's brother was like, you know, the storytellers who walk you through it. Yeah. So you can picture that you're in there. So like every, you're doing the action <laughs> like, I've been in this and I've been in that. And he's like, but you know what, Troy? One thing I never did. I was like, what's that, Daddy? Never been on a holiday. So like, what do you mean? He's like, don't have a passport. So this this one thing that we made a pact. As soon as you as soon as you get better Go wherever you want, Dad. Because I've just moved to Watford at this point. I've I'm starting to get some money. Yeah. I'm like, wherever you want, go go back home to Jamaica, see Nan and granddad, do is that, like, Yeah, I'm gonna. And we used to listen to uh Giaccio, Solid yeah. as a Rock. That used to be Solid, his true. Yeah, yeah, that's because he's like, That's that's what I am, a mod, like yeah. no one can get me, whatever. And it's funny talking about it now. When you I used to think my dad was six foot six. <laughs> I was used to think He was bigger Whoa, than me Imagine you know Imagine <laughs> I could relate I used to think He was 6 foot 6 The strongest man All of that and, But visually I always thought He was taller than me But only when he was sick And he um, He went very quickly From walking into a wheelchair That I realised Actually he's only 5'11 Yeah but He was always smaller than me But I just built this presence And this aura around him That he was 6 foot 6 And 6 foot And you know, the strongest And And, and uh, I took it away from you, and I apologize. But no, I, no, no. Carry on. I think it's what it is with, with the chemo. What what scared me the most is that the amount of energy that it saps from the individual, and I think that's very difficult to to explain to people, isn't it? To you, kind of got to live it, yeah. and and in a way, smell the room. It, it's it? Is a? Do you get what I'm saying? Well, like it's a weird thing, isn't it?
1: Well, you, you got to. F- from my point of view, one one thing I never used to get, and and. I never listened, and it's probably very stupid of me. Mm. But we we always got told that when Azeli was on chemotherapy, when you change a nappy, you will wear gloves oh, because okay. when she's, you know, what I mean, yeah, it's not to toilet; yeah. it's that toxic. Yeah, yeah, you know, and that that broke me a bit. That upset me, and I and because you're not thinking straight when you're now. I was like, you think I ain't wearing gloves? Yeah, you yeah. I'm wearing yeah, gloves. Yeah. I was thinking because, and and it also made me think if I. If I have to wear gloves because of the chemotherapy that's passing through her mm-hmm. could touch me in her wee or in her poo, and that could be toxic to me, it could give me cancer, what the fuck's it doing in her bloodstream? Mm. Yeah.
2: Mm-hmm. It's, true. it's
1: true. Do you understand know what yeah. I'm saying? Because you
2: kind of want as much skin-to-skin contact with your baby and, 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 as and you can to, and, and so and to be told to wear gloves. And, you and like, that's yeah. what I did, oh, mate. That. Yeah. That's
1: what I did. There, there, was, there was no way... There's no way that I could put on gloves to mm-hmm. do, to, to handle my my child. I don't, I don't think I'd child. be able to. No, know, I, 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 could, I couldn't it. do it, bro. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It, it was impossible, and 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 like, you know, it makes you know this. It makes you sick. Yeah. So you know, you got, yeah. you, got mm-hmm. you got little babies. that never babies are very sickly anyway, mm-hmm. aren't they? So you got a baby that's a baby who's yeah, normally yeah. sick. Then you've got a with chemotherapy as mm-hmm. well. And, and you've you got the cancer that's tearing the body apart. You've got the chemotherapy that's tearing the body apart. You've got mm-hmm. all the operations that she's got to have. And then, you know what? The the, the the light part about this is, you know, you're seeing all of this stuff happen. And then you see her like she's just smiling. Probably, yeah. You know what I mean? You, you can see that she's poorly. Yeah? yeah, but she she's trying to stand up. Mm-hmm. She's trying to play. She's trying to grab my beard. She's trying to do all these kind of mm-hmm. things. And and this is why, like, you know, one thing that I will say and one thing I, I thank God for is the amount of lessons that she taught me. I, I think all my life, yeah, all my life, people have been trying to teach this stupid kid lessons, yeah, me, mm-hmm, yeah. Mm-hmm. And they ain't been able to. Yeah. You know what I mean? They ain't been able to get it through my head. I've been so headstrong and thought I always knew best, yeah, that I've been unable to listen to what people are trying to tell me. And I've got this little girl who taught me more lessons in eight months than anybody has done my whole life Mm -hmm. and one of those was you know no fucking excuses Mm do you know what i mean because i'm i I look at what she was going through and i look how she's battling how she's fighting and that's one thing that stuck with me now Mm -hmm. you know people say how you know you've been through what you've been through how do you do it Mm -hmm. and i'm saying well i can't have seen what i've seen Mm-hmm. You know what I mean, yeah. and 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 then and then try and make excuses. Now I kind of seen what I've seen, and not get up in the morning. Because if I didn't get up in the morning now and do what I had to do, I'd be a pretty selfish motherfucker. That's what I would be. Yeah, you understand? I think I'm sorry right. for swearing.
0: No, no, no. You can swear. It's fine. It's, it's that's the rawness I think you know what you got to give yourself some credit as well within that, brother. I think not too many people appreciate the life lessons that are in front of them. So there is. Yeah. It's easy to be selfish because we all are to some degree. But, but, but you do. You, the one the one thing I'll say, right,
1: is it the, the appreciation that I do have and the reason why I'm able to is maybe because of a selfish reason. Do you know what mm. it is? It's because I love her mm-hmm. more than anything. You know, like people say, like, how do you do this? And you mm-hmm. must be selfless and all of this kind of stuff. The reason why I do all this stuff is mm-hmm. because I love her more than anything in this whole entire world. <laughs> I love her more than life itself. So yeah. it's not necessarily because I'm trying to be righteous, righteous, it's because I love my little girl. Mm-hmm. And it's like, and I still love her more than anything now. I still believe that she's present in my life. So I still want to be the best daddy. That's why
0: I do it. Yeah. Do you well, understand? Yeah, I believe that, that she's around me and, and I, can, and I, I can have I can to see, learn from her. Yeah, I can see in, in in the passion in the way you talk and, and yeah. how and how emotional you are around it. But, but what i would trying to say in, in, in the in the midst of what you've just said there, there's so many men, female parents that can't do what you've done A lot of people think What about me Of course But that's what I'm saying so that's, that's a wonderful uh, uh, That's first, a wonderful God given talent a a of of people... That's what I'm saying It's a wonderful God given talent That you've got so I But, think but think you...
1: I love but, but you know this Yeah, yeah. Troy If your kid If your kid was going something Going mm-hmm. through something Now yeah
0: mm-hmm.
1: Like do you, do, you, do you come into the equation Never You don't come into the mm-hmm. equation bro, yeah, yeah Because The little one's number one Of course And you know like With me That's still the same yeah, that, yeah.
0: That, that's all it is yeah yeah no and, I, I, it's it's very simple it's very simplistic in how you're saying it and, and trust me I'm, I'm with you and, <laughs> yeah. and I get it I just don't think that many people do yeah. that's that's the point I'm trying to make yeah. and I think you just touched on it there like Azalea had, had eight, eight eight months of, of I would say based on what she's left you eight wonderful months because she's enabled I hope so bro. yeah her, her, enabled a father and a mother, hopefully, to yeah. be to be able to look back at, at life with a more selfless view of life and and appreciation of the world, yeah. which I think we we can all do with a bit more of uh, in life in general. I just I just want to touch on um, when when you, you touched on it earlier when you when you get that like that there is nothing else there's nothing else you could that the hospital could do. You've got to do end of life care, as you touched on. What is the what's what's the life changing moment at that because when you said it and, and i don't I didn't know it was my heart left my body at that point how yeah. is that for, for you if you don't mind it was the first, this
1: whole you know what what I say i say to the worst for life yeah You're like now to the worst worst for life yeah as long as it's air in your lungs we're still in the game yeah, yeah yeah that's what I say to anybody that's going through it now mm hmm our journey was based on belief and hope, mm-hmm. you know, no matter how bad it got, you know what I mean? We're still in the game. We're still yeah. in the game. Now, when the tani- when they tell you, we can't treat her anymore, you start to know very quickly, very solemnly, very, in a very dark way that, you know, that's it. Mm. So I'll be honest, bro. There's a lot of points when we went home, that I can't even remember. Yeah, uh, because imagine, yeah, imagine, imagine, imagine you're what? Imagine like this. This is a, If you're gonna look at it in an, an analogy, sorry, yeah, mm-hmm. this is how it happened. We're in this room now, and then someone goes to me. You know what? You've got to take her home. It was like everybody switched the lights off in the room. Mm-hmm. My my whole life went into darkness. Mm-hmm. It was a very dark, very dark point. Mm-hmm. Um. I can't. Sorry, bro, I'm getting uh,
0: apologies. Yeah, apologies. Yeah, yeah sorry. Yeah. I can't.
1: I can't. I can't, can't but I, I, I I struggled, I, struggled, I struggled. You struggled to. You struggled to function. You, like I say, bro. You, you know, when you're in the hospital, you've got people, experienced people, taking mm-hmm. care of you. Mm-hmm. They're taking care of your child, but it's like they're coming in, and, and you have that thing that you know what? Yeah, I've got them there. Yeah, I've yeah. got them there. Security blanket. Like yeah, you, yeah. Then when you're at home it's like you do an end of life care. I've never had a, it's my first kid. Mm -hmm. You got to think, yeah, I'm a first time daddy. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I've never had a kid before. And now after eight months on doing end of life care with my daughter, you know Mm -hmm. what I mean? How does that even make sense? I couldn't Mm -hmm. make sense of it. You know, like you you go through so many emotions that you think, is this really, is this really happening? Am Mm -hmm. I really doing this? Mm -hmm. And then they, they told us in, in this, I, I, I smile when I say this. It's, it's just typical of that Like they told us that the day that we took her home, she'd probably it'd be that night or the next morning that she'd go. You know, three weeks later, she's still with us. You know, like <laughs> battling through, fighting through. And um, it was a dark period. I mean, my mom and my sister moved in with us at that point. Mm-hmm. They moved in just to give us a bit of a um, just to yeah. I, no well. I guess to make sure that we were okay as well, yes, mm-hmm. you know, just a bit of support for us, making sure probably, you know, we had some food and all this yeah. kind of stuff. Because make sure you slept, to we, make sure you. Ate. We're lo yeah. yeah we're yeah. locked on. We're locked on to Azalea, and and it, and it feels like everything else. You know, you, you yeah. Well, you could go through two days and you ain't even ate. Yeah, you're not even yeah, yeah, thinking yeah, about yeah, eating. You're not thinking about sleeping. Um, It was a very dark point, and then, it, do you know what it was? I always feel like, and Sophia says this as well it's like Azalea knew that I was, I was scared. I was scared of the night. Mm-hmm. I, st- I still probably am. Sc- I don't like the night time anymore. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Because it, it, brought, it brings on my biggest fear. And it, <laughs> Azalea was really poorly that night. And in the end, she woke up in the morning. And that morning, I just knew. I knew it was, it was the time. Scary. And I just remember, man, like me and Sophia had Azalea in our arms. And I just remember, yeah, like, you always put the monitors on, mm-hmm. you know. When you think something's yeah. going on, you put the monitors yeah. on it, and we just left the monitors off, yeah, because we knew. And it's something that haunts me it, till this day, and I, I believe it's going to haunt me for the rest of my life. And it's, like, I just remember, you know, like mm. one, two, yeah, one, two, three, four. I'm gonna one, two, three, four, five, six. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven.
0: And no more breaths. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And and y- I don't. Do you know what? Do you know, <laughs> I do but well. Thank you for sharing that. Honestly, count down the last
2: seconds, mm. man.
1: And and you know when you talk about like what some people don't understand and and, and what I feel like it, you know, like it is is very difficult now. You know that you say you appreciate the little things. Mm-hmm. Imagine, imagine appreciate. Imagine, imagine you, your wishes. If my daughter's gonna pass away, I hope she passes away in my arms, mm-hmm. where she feels safe and. And that's what happened. But something I'll, I'll feel guilty about the rest of my life is, you know, like when you got kids, yeah, you mm. go through all the things in your life, yeah, to prepare your kids, you know, like so when they fall down and graze yeah, their yeah. knee, you know, you've, you'll be, be all right because right, yeah. you've done it. Yeah, you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. If if they get bullied, it's, it's all right. This is how you deal with it because you've been there. Yeah. The biggest journey that a, a person will ever make in their life is a journey to the other side. And my daughter had to do that before me without no help. Without mm. me being at the other side to greet. And such a
2: young age as well. And
1: and that and that that pains me. Mm-hmm. That pains me. You know, to the point now, like, I don't have to be scared of anything anymore. Mm-hmm. You, you, you know, my life just changed in the fact that I ain't scared of absolutely anything. I went through my days of being scared. The the most scared I could ever be about the most precious thing of my life. So now I ain't scared. Mm-hmm. I'm not scared of dying. If if there was ten guys coming here with guns now, mm-hmm. trying to rob the place, bro. You know what? what I'd be your shield yeah. Not because I'm tough Just because I ain't scared anymore mm-hmm. I'm not scared of anything Because in a way I can't wait Till yeah, my yeah. time is to go there Yeah I just have to make sure that You know It's done in the right way mm-hmm. And I do enough here for
0: us I think Sorry talk. Do you know why that set me up as well Because My dad had the same thing So we took him To, <laughs> to his sister To my sales house And I was there, the last breaths. you get what I mean? And yeah. um, and you you touched us but you you have the feeling like today is the, the day. Yeah, like it, it, it's a weird thing. it's like they they've spiritually let you know. Yeah, I'm 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 done now. I'm Put tired the hand on the shoulder, man. Yeah, you can something like that isn't it? Mm-hmm. And my uh, I mean, my dad, my my granddad was in come over here Windrush <laughs> generation. And then when he retired, he went back to Jamaica and said, like, I'm never coming back to England. Yeah. Dad got sick. And he and it sounds bad. That's old school Jamaica to convince him to come back. Yeah. Like, Dad needs you kind of like thing. Uh long story short, yeah, he, he gets to Heathrow and there's traffic in twenty five. He's flight someone's flying him, like getting him up to to, to Birmingham. And Dad as those breaths and I'm like, Daddy's coming. Like he'll be here in a minute. And then what I've told myself now, again, spiritually, is that he didn't want his dad to see him like that. So my granddad pulled onto the road and my dad died. And I'm talking 10, 15 seconds. Maybe had one more big breath if he wanted to hold it. So when you'll go through those emotions, I'm like, yeah. I know what you're talking about I get it yeah and it was like and it was strange because when my dad died I wasn't I wasn't upset in that initial moment I was like finally you can rest yeah do you get what I mean but did you ever have something like that
2: yeah how did it feel from you know showing up at the hospital every day sort of putting on that mask for your daughter to pretend that you're okay to try and uplift her
0: Sorry for talking about my dad as well, by the way. No, anyway, no, just, no, just, no, bro, bro. Yeah. It, needs, it needs to be done. i glad mm. you can. Yeah. i glad you can, honestly. I don't want to take it away from this story because this story no, is not, massively important. You're but. not
1: taking it away, bro. Honestly, it wouldn't be the same if you didn't. Mm-hmm. I, I think it's good that we're all sharing. Mm-hmm. It's important.
2: So from every day showing up in the hospital, sort of putting a mask on, being being the better person for your daughter to try and raise her energy, how do you go from that so when Azalea finally passes, how does the emotion feel? Do you, relief's the wrong word, having the weighty shoulders bear down on you. Where do you go from there?
1: Well, you know, you say like being there and, and, and trying to be a good person for Azalea to lift mm-hmm. her energy, bro, you know, you don't actually realise that she was the one that was lifting all of us. Do you know what I'm saying? So rather than how do I go, how do I act now when I have to lift my energy for someone else? She was the only person that was keeping me up.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Not only me, you got to think Sophia, and I think my family, got mm-hmm. I think everybody that's around me, she was keeping us all up. She brought us all together as a family and... The reality of it is, bro, is just complete and the darkness. I felt at that moment, like, and I ain't really said this to anyone, like, I had to have the medical team on me at that point. Oh, wow. I went into, I had a massive attack. Mm-hmm. I couldn't breathe at all. I was, I was stiffening up. I mm-hmm. couldn't breathe. I had to have like gas in there. I had to have mm-hmm. medical attention myself because I felt, I literally felt like in, in that second, a part of me died. I thought a part of me mm-hmm. left my body and I didn't really know how to function. And, I can't, you know, some things you can't put into words. I can't explain that level of darkness mm. and correct me if I'm wrong, bro. You know, like, and if you lose, if you lose someone in your family, like, okay, I I don't know. Cause I haven't lost my father yet. Mm. But if you lose your father, grandparent mm. or, or someone like that, you have a bit of closure in the fact that you know what? Yeah. They've, lived they've like had 40 they good years, they've yeah. had 50 good years, they've had 70 good yeah. years, yeah. you know, you've got memories with them. And also from a little kid, you're always preparing that that's the way it's going to be. It's inevitable, <clears isn't> It's <clears throat> just the line of the chair command, essentially. Yeah. 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 However, when you lose a kid, there's no justice in that. No. You know, so in answer to your question, I didn't feel any belief. I didn't feel there was a weight lifted out on my shoulders. I felt like I was completely crushed. I felt like my heart had been ripped out. I felt like there
0: was nowhere for me to go. Can I just, can I just ask a question on that? So you've again, you uh, you're your God fearing man. Um, I wouldn't say I'm as strong with God, based on my people passing away. Did you have that moment at any point? Where you where you questioned God and like what, why her, why why us, why now? Was it ever yeah, that moment? Hundred percent. I mean, when you're
1: in that, you kind of think, you kind of think. I'll be honest. In that moment, you think, if there is a God, mm-hmm. why the fuck are kids getting cancer? Yeah, yeah. You know, I, in, yeah. and you have to believe me in all this. There's not, there's not one point where I feel like, why me? Mm-hmm.
0: It, no, it, yeah, sorry. No, I did
1: no, say no. no, no I'm, I'm not talking about what you said. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm talking about in context. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, sorry. My point is like, I, the reason why I, I, it's like I still think about it now. I think, why did she have to go through that? Mm-hmm. Why is this little perfect little girl mm-hmm. have to go through that? And and back to your question. I, I was questioning myself. I, I was thinking, if there is a God, why? A kid's fucking getting cancer. Mm-hmm. Why are they having to go through this? Mm-hmm. Why is it not just me, but I'm seeing other children on the ward. I'm still hearing kids dying every mm-hmm. single week now. If there is a God, why is that? Mm-hmm. But then soon you begin to realize that, you know, if I don't have my faith,
0: mm-hmm.
1: what else do I have? 100%. You know, 100%. if if I, if I don't have my faith in God, what else do I have here? Mm-hmm. Because I'll be living a life full of emptiness.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And and going back to what you said, yeah, like after that, my whole world just caved in, bro. Mm-hmm. Like I said, uh, where, 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 where do you go? Mm-hmm. You know, you, you have to look at it. Yeah. You have to look at it. So, you know, when I went, to, when I went, when I had my daughter, yeah, like all my businesses and all my work, what I done was I got them to a place so I could be a full-time daddy. Yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. yeah.
1: That's what I done. I d- I didn't want to like be a part time daddy. Yeah, I wanted yeah. to do half and half think, with, with yeah. my partner at the mm-hmm. time. Yeah, luckily I did do that because I ended up spending the next eight months in hospital, mm-hmm. which burnt through all my funds. Yeah. So at that point, it's not only did I lose my daughter, bro, I had no money.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I couldn't get into back. I, I there's no way I could get back into my work at that point.
2: Yeah. I
1: had absolutely. Nothing it seemed
2: You'd hit the floor
1: I'd hit uh, But I was below the below floor, the floor yeah, I was below that. the floor Nothing. Like I said You could have took You could have took And as cynical as this sounds And I don't mean this to sound bad Or wish this bad on anyone You could have took anyone You could have took everyone mm-hmm. Not my little girl mm-hmm. You could have took me You could have gave me cancer mm-hmm. You could have incarcerated me For the rest of my life You could have tortured me For the rest of my life you're gonna talk anyone around me or everyone around me, just not take my door. I couldn't have thought of a, couldn't think of a worse thing to happen
0: mm-hmm.
1: than that. Totally. So totally. in terms of was there any relief? Hell no. Mm-hmm. Was there any justice? No. Was there any way that I seen light at that point? Nah, not a chance. Was I questioning my, my faith in God? hundred percent.
0: And I think and I think that's just key for Lost. people. Yeah, I feel that's key for people to hear though. You will you will get lost on this journey you will have down days you will have dark moments these moments might last months yeah but you have to have faith belief I am sure and I'm hope you can answer this there'll be times you feel like she's holding your hand on these runs and on these rides and you know she's on the bike with you or yeah because there is there is tough moments there's a there's a question i want to kind of like develop this on a little bit and I don't mean to to you know, move on from his So I don't think we ever do because yeah. she's part of all of the journey. Oh, 100%. But you, you've gone into, um, a space now where it is, I believe about legacy. Yeah. Your daughter's legacy. 100%. What does, what does that legacy look like for you at the end? Ah, uh, what does it look like? I mean, this, this all started,
1: um, because, you know, when it was her her funeral, we called it her day, you, mm-hmm. you know. When it was coming to her day, I had to write a eulogy, you know. <laughs> and imagine trying to write a eulogy for yeah, you your daughter's funeral, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? One of the hardest things I've ever had to do. And I, and I said to myself, you, you know, I, I'd have never been able to forgive myself if I couldn't stand up and speak mm-hmm. on that day for my daughter. And and writing my daughter, daughter's eulogy gave me a pathway for the rest of my life because I had to write all the things, all the amazing moments. Uh, And I also had to write, you know, about the person I wanted to be now going forward for her because I don't believe her story's finished. I Mm -hmm. believe that she came here and done that many amazing things and influenced positively that in that many ways that I needed to carry on that journey. So writing her eulogy kind of paved the pathway for me now going forward. And part of that was, it was, you know, I need to con- I need to continue a legacy, and I want to take her around the world. Mm-hmm. So initially, you know, I just want to take Zadia around the world. You know, I said mm-hmm. to the top of every mountain, to the bottom of every valley, along every road, across every ocean, I'll take you there, north, south, east, west. Mm-hmm. And then, so we we launched the chocolate. <laughs> we started a foundation. Yeah. With that foundation, started my first trip. You know, yeah. lands into John O'Groats. I cycled 1,100 miles from the bottom of the country to the top. Um, that was to take on a journey. that That's what it was. Mm-hmm. Um, and it ended up raising so much awareness mm-hmm. and so much money for the foundation. Mm-hmm. And it, right then I started to realise that through the love for my daughter can create so much hope mm-hmm. for other people. Do you get know what I'm saying?
2: I think it's one of them stories that's, although it's not relatable to everyone, because nobody, not everybody, goes through it. It's such a heartfelt story that everybody wants to. Do
0: you know what? In, to give, what you're saying, I think it's, it's the opposite. It's the no one wants to go through it. Yeah, that's so, what I mean. Like, like, for us, it's, fear. it's not relatable. It's yeah. Fear, yeah, so it's like the yeah. fear of you're that. that is like, God, I can't even imagine what you're going. through. Let me help. Yeah, uh, I think from what I said with legacy, I understand you are going. And we are going to touch on all of the remarkable okay. things you're doing. Okay, so where do, where do, do, I see do, the do you see? Do you see it as a do you do you end up having a, a hospital ward named after Azalea? Do you see it as a, a, a oh. building? I don't. I don't know. I'm, I'm just throwing out ideas. Okay, so it's there a lasting thing that when when Ashley's time is done, that Azalea is still here and this foundation is. Do what is that school? Do you get what I mean? Yeah, no, I fully Sorry, understand. But I, I don't think that's the question yeah. properly.
1: So, obviously, we've got the Azalea Foundation now, mm-hmm. which you know, in the first 12 months mm-hmm. of us setting up, we've we, we gave over 800,000 pounds. That's you know, close to in the foot. Fir- that's the first year, yeah. You know, we've basically created an, an Azalea care network and we're partners with. Some of the largest institutions in the game: Birmingham God. Children's Hospital, yeah. University of Birmingham, mm. Oxford University, Oxford Pediatrics Department, UCL, yeah. um, Great Ormond Street Hospital. This is my first year. Mm-hmm. We've bought revolutionary pieces of equipment that have never been in the UK. We've that's so dope. Man. Yeah, we've we we, we <laughs> we've, 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 we've donated to new research, mm-hmm. new trials. We've um, we've now got an azalea. And PhD fund, which Sick. brings new talent into the mm-hmm. child of cancer, cancer space in terms of actually oncology departments and also research the right care, and scientific and care. Do you know what I'm trying to say?
0: That's legacy. Yeah, yeah. That's now I fill up a question. Yeah. stupid. So, so what no, are I'm you doing that getting, year? We, we, yes, we, yeah,
1: we also, we also still wanted to keep one thing that's important to us. In the cancer space, especially even uncertainties, hope. Mm-hmm. So, even though we're contributing to create this bright future for children fighting cancer, we're 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 basically contributing to advancing early diagnosis and, mm-hmm. and more treatment availability for these kids. We also understand that there's still the odd co- like the odd case out there. So, we still contribute to individual cases oh where God. children no longer get a treatment on the NHS because that's how yeah we received that help. Yeah. So we still we still give hope. We still contribute to, mm-hmm. to children that need treatment outside of the NHS. We still support these children because we realise that until the system is changed, until mm-hmm. the full system is better, there's still going to be these people that fall through the net. So we want to give hope to as many people as possible. Yeah. Whether that's that treatment's going to cure them,
0: mm-hmm.
1: whether that treatment's going to give them an extra couple of weeks, or whether that treatment is just based on hope. Yeah, we want to give these children and their families a chance, and we just want to create a bright future for children fighting cancer and make a difference in this space because it's a broken system, bro. Yeah, yeah. Ch- ki- <laughs> Childhood cancer, yeah, receives below three percent of cancer research funding, under three percent.
2: So it's question <clears throat> in its own right. Yeah. Really, when you think about it. So
1: you it. know, like, the, so you know, you talk about chemotherapy; mm-hmm. the, these kids, babies, get the same. Treatment as adults mm-hmm. Just diluted Now you know That doesn't make sense to me mm-hmm. You know you, you wouldn't give You don't give babies Normal milk yeah, You don't yeah, give yeah. them Diluted squash yeah, But yeah. they can have Diluted chemotherapy mm-hmm. Doesn't make sense That means way. that even when Some of these kids Do survive Their treatment The They've got long lasting effects mm-hmm. Of the treatment they've had You know so We just want to Really improve this state And, mm-hmm. and you know like the, it, I know that was it me, Sophia, our trustees, the people mm-hmm. in our foundation are so passionate about that mm-hmm. and we won't stop till we make a difference. So I guess Azadi's legacy is just continued work m- continued work, and, and, and creating a brighter future for these children mm-hmm.
0: that lasts way longer than i Yeah, That's what I hope. Nah, that's tough. That's I, yeah, I want to put now. And we explain. are doing that, by the way. No, I know you are. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, that's, that's what I'm going to say, what we say now. We are going to put a link in the bio as well. Please feel free to donate. And for you coming in to do this, we're going to donate as well. I really appreciate that. Again, be be rest assured that you know that A, the man is doing the work. Mm -hmm. B, he's so passionate about it that you can, I think children in need and all these things, they're they're so widespread. There's so many different facets that you know, Probably someone everywhere has been affected by cancer. That's how I lost two of my five that raised me. Yeah. So that for me is like we've got to give something, yeah. and it's not going to be life changing. But if it can help a little bit, then that for us is is the least. It's about community,
1: room. bro. It's about it's, it's about group people coming together to mm-hmm. try and make a difference. And you know, like when I when I see when I see the when I see these kids, man, I, I think you know these kids need help, man. You you mm-hmm. know, w- once you actually go to a child of cancer ward yeah. and, you, and you see what's going on, mm-hmm. you realise how much I, I we try need to, and get we that need to and come in, together uh, and make a difference.
0: And obviously you had a football background, so you understand, you know, you did a visit to Christmas. I make, yeah. I try my best to make it mandatory at whatever clubs I've been to that the young kids get it. So the under 80s, the 23s, yeah. and especially the young players that are now in the first team, because we've all been ignorant. We've all been, I'm yeah. making money, it's about the cars, about the females, whatever. And I get them just to go in there and I say, when you're in there, don't use your phone and actually talk to the yeah, you the have child to. or the parent and just understand how lucky you are. Yeah. Because we had this we had this conversation, me and Alicia were partner, we come come back the other day, we, we come back off holiday. And you know we but you know when you land on a plane, how ungrateful are we? <laughs> one little measure, but every one of that plane's done, and it yeah. but you just get on there and it's just like it's just a given. Yeah. I don't know why. We were just driving home, like I put on the M40 and it was just how how lucky are we? I don't know why nothing nothing triggered the conversation, but and I think that's what where I'm at in life now and we've just had this situation in, in Kingshurst, which is where we're from with the young, I the young kid. yesterday, yeah, right? yeah, the young kids just passed away and it like you took your daughter there, didn't you? So I'll, yeah, I'll let exactly. you elaborate on it. But um, but you know, just at that moment in life when you're just like, I don't know if it's Christmas, I don't know if it's just gratitude or being humble enough to go, we're fortunate, man. We're mm-hmm. so fortunate and this one hit home, didn't it, especially for yeah, you? Yeah, definitely for me
2: because... Obviously, growing up in the area, I'm always, like, my friends from that time, we was always on the lake, so you yeah. can get the furthest, see skate on there a little bit, see how, how far you can get. I wouldn't even say you're aware of the dangers, like...
0: You're a child, you should have You should have been, yeah. Yeah, should have be, like yeah.
2: the, the ice falling through and going under and mm-hmm. then going into a cardiac arrest. Like, even, even last year, like, I took my daughter there and we, we're picking up the ice and throwing it on and seeing how big the... The ripples are you, that, yeah, yeah. Well, when you smash your see how far you can get it, or throwing a stone on there, trying to get to the other side. Like the dangers are mad, but you don't even think about them, mm-hmm. and it's so mm-hmm. close to home. Like even the school that they went to, that was the junior school that I went to, Catholic mm-hmm. school. Like, yeah. and it's there and it's sad. It's just, yeah, it's, 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 but it's, it's just it's, a
0: real. I think it's just a reality check for all of us, isn't it? You yeah. know yeah. what? What are we complaining about really in the grand yeah. scheme of things? What are we complaining about? And look- kids. Kids mm. are kids. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. So we dig- digress a little bit. So you've got... I wouldn't know. touched on this earlier when we was upstairs. So footballer <clears> background <throat> that we know, or I know anyway, it's a team game, but it's the most selfish team game yeah. where my first opponents are my teammates because I'm trying to get in the team. Exactly. You know, I'm taking on the other three strikes. <laughs> it, it's backwards, in it? Yeah, in it's a, a backwards driver. mentality. But then you've gone now... And I think flip that mentality totally on its head. So, because you're now doing, you're doing the selfish work yeah. for others. Yeah. If that makes any kind yeah. of sense. What was the, the the, the men- how was that mentality shift now? Because I know you had, you've got Azalea with you and she's, and she's with you, but we're conditioned as, as ex-footballers and footballers to so know, yeah. right, I've got to do this for me. Yeah. I've got to get, this run, I don't know, 10K in the bank, because if I do this, I can play Saturday. Yeah. You're now going, ultimately, I'm going from goal A A, A to B, and there's nothing in it for me. Yeah. How did that mentality change?
1: It, it, it's the most power I've ever had. I it, it, it's, it's, the, it's the thing that gives me life. Mm. You know, if you got to understand that, so... I started going out running and cycling. First and foremost, I had to be outside,
0: mm-hmm. had
1: to be where I felt the sky was opening. Yeah, so that's yeah. when I found my connection. Mm. Um, So first and foremost, that's what I did. That's what keeps me alive. The minute I stop doing that is mm. the minute I'm finished. And that's the truth. Yeah, You know, that combined with the fact that I want to take my daughter on a journey, mm-hmm. keeps me alive so I can take my daughter on a journey, so I can make her proud, so I can make a difference in this world. Yeah. Mm. So when I, when obviously things started settling down a bit, I was getting offered so much money to do this and that. You yeah, know? yeah. I was yeah. getting offered like 20 grand a picture. Oh, yeah. Wow. And, guy, and I would say no, Yeah, yeah. I, I was my management's worst nightmare because mm-hmm. I turned down everything because it didn't fit in yeah. to who I wanted to be and where I wanted to go. Mm-hmm. And I always believe that if I stay true to myself right now, the right things will happen. So yeah. the fact that I'm doing this stuff for others, I wouldn't be doing anything else. If, mm-hmm. if I couldn't, if I couldn't do anything now that could positively impact mm-hmm. people's lives, i.e. people with cancer or people that are battling with their mental health. Like I said to you before, brother, I wouldn't see a point in me being here mm-hmm. and I wouldn't be here. Mm-hmm. So the fact that realistically I'm not, personally getting yeah. the rewards from it. That's cool. That's good. Because like I said to you before, my journey and my life that I'm trying to build isn't in this one. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It's for the, it's for that. the next one. Mm-hmm. So, and, and, and I'll be honest as well. I went to a point, yeah, like like I said, I weren't taking no work because mm-hmm. the work, the work that, I, that I was getting offered wasn't right for me.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And I went into a financial hole, hole, mm-hmm. big time. And I just stuck. I was like, I don't care. Yeah, I'll yeah. struggle. I don't, as long as I can eat food, mm-hmm. as long as I've got a roof over my head, that's all I need right now. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? I don't need nothing more. To the point where I stuck out, stuck at it, and then the right thing started coming my way. And I, that's what I, I'll, I'll stick with for the rest of my life now. I always have to be true to myself. And mm-hmm. the only person I need to, have gratification of is the person that looks back at me in the mirror. If I can look at myself in the mirror and be like, you know, Ash, yeah, you're doing all right. That's all I care about. Mm -hmm. And, and I guess this is, this is now where these journeys are taking me. Like Mm -hmm. like last Christmas, yeah. Bro, what's Christmas for me now? Christmas Eve, yeah. yeah, yeah. I don't, and the thing is, I don't mean it to be cynical because no, no, I, I wish everyone a good Christmas. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I wish everybody has a ha- this happy is just Christmas. Just your truth, bro. Man, um, just your thing. but last Christmas I was like, you know what? I'm running a marathon on Christmas Day, yeah, because there was this kid that needed treatment. Now we raised enough money for this kid to get his treatment on Christmas Day. I think it was some like forty thousand pound. And then um, in a, in a couple of weeks, I'm going to meet this kid and his family. He, he got the he got the medication needed, and he's doing wow well. And he's here for me to meet him in a couple of weeks'
2: time. But that's gratification oh. for you to look in the mirror and think, you know what? I've I've done well. Well,
1: but while while or not, you, mm. you, I, I don't have any. I don't have any gauge.
0: There's no measure. You know, you
1: my gauge now it's like, say for example, someone came and said, "Ash, yeah, we got this deal." You're like, boff, I'd be like, "Yeah, sweet."
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I
1: mean? If someone goes, "Ash," like this thing fell through, I'm like. Yeah, sweet. Yeah, 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 hey, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, 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 and 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 that's that's one of my strengths at the mm-hmm. minute because because I'm not affected that much either way. You just, you just I can I you. can keep yeah. there, and that's been one of my strong points. I don't suffer from disappointment. Mm-hmm. I don't suffer from things being amazing, and I lose my head and get caught up in the sauce. Mm-hmm. I just stay level because I just think like, there's my path. Mm-hmm. That helps. That's there. Okay, let's build it up there. That's gone down. Okay, let's build it up. That's what yeah. I, I just see it very like, very numerically like yeah. in, in terms of like building those levels yeah. to get there. But it's like this Christmas, man. Like, I'm um, there, there. was originally I think there's three kids that needed treatment. So um, I think there's two. Th- there's two now. But Christmas Eve I'm cycling 100 miles. Christmas Day I'm cycling 100 miles. Boxing down cycling 100 miles. And the reason why I'm cycling that far this time is because my back's gone, so mm. I can't run. Oh, okay. So I kind of thought, what can I do? I thought yeah. I cycle and I thought 100 miles a day in this cold weather with this mm-hmm. ice, it'll probably take me all day. So I'm just not going to have a Christmas, but I prefer it to be that way. And and I just kind of wanna want to know as well, I don't want to be a person that just puts my hand out, you know, and goes, can you donate? Even though it's not for me, I ain't getting anything. I don't want to go, yo, can you donate? Can you donate? I want people to be able to look and think, you know, this actually means something to this guy. This guy is sacrificing. This guy is going to be out over Christmas Mm -hmm. for three days, not having a Christmas. He's going to be cold. He's going to be tired. His back's going to be in bits, which Mm -hmm. it is because I'm broken at the minute. And I want to feel like people can see the lengths I'm going to. So, that hopefully, even in this current crisis, yeah, that hopefully yeah. that one pound or that five pound isn't too bad because people know what I'm what I'm yeah. giving up to, Just to, to get to put it for that
0: into context. Is cycling London to London back to London again? For yeah, some, for somebody else, like that's do you get what I'm saying. Yeah. That's that's yeah. the context of it. Like people go 100 miles, and you you will be there. There won't be people that will say, "But they'll be like, that's not that far. I can yeah, do that." No. They all think they can. But you get on a bike for 20k. Your legs, your lungs are all in different places. In the ice, in yeah. the cold. and also over you're not Christmas. you're not on a steady stationary bike yeah, where it's one it plane. You yeah. go uphill, you go downhill. There's punctures, there's mm. potholes, yeah. there's all these different things. Yeah. And I think that that ties in nicely. I think we touched on it upstairs. I like, I hear your story, I see the things you're doing, and I think David Goggins is the first person that comes to me. For people that don't know who David Goggins is, is uh, stay hard. Yeah, stay hard. <laughs> yeah. Stay hard. He's uh, an ex. Ex-Seal was the 38th, I think, only black American seal. Basically just big fat guy that was told he was no good, changed his life around and now does very similar things to what you've done in terms of the ultras and the 100-mile runs and stuff like that. But he has this mentality that we're all in this space where we go, can't do more, can't do enough. So he's got the world record, hasn't he, for pull-ups. Yeah, I think it's 3,800 pull-ups in a day and all he did was five five a, five a minute or something like yeah. five get back on and everybody said the problem is everyone goes I can't do that he's like how do you know you've never pushed yourself mm-hmm. yeah. and you, you you spoke upstairs about uh, about your foot if you don't mind telling us that story as yeah, well yeah when I had a stress fracture on my foot <laughs> yeah. and I ran the five marathons because you, well, you, a bit more than that uh, five
1: marathons in five days yeah 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well it is what it is right <laughs> but you used to get, you get to a point where like, you know, you, you've got a start point and you've got an end point Mm -hmm. and it's kind of like, okay, this hurts, but it doesn't matter because I still need to get to there. Mm -hmm. And it's like, it's surprising that when you're in that mindset, what you can make your body do, what kind of pain you can push yourself through because it's like, what matters most? 100%. What, what matters most? Mm -hmm. And I know what matters the most to me. And I know that, you know, for me stopping for this stress fracture, Mm I'm going to live with that disappointment for the rest of my life. Yeah. Whereas if I push through now, that pain is temporary to get there. Yeah, And and I think, and th- 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 there's so many reasons why I do this. Like I say, take my daughter on a journey to raise awareness and to mm. raise f- funds and all that. But also I do this stuff to give me the credentials to talk. And yes. if you, if you understand what yeah, I mean by yeah, that, yeah. I ain't, I ain't an ultra athlete. If you look no, at yeah. me, I'm built like a fucking powerlifter. No, you're a you, monster. And I, I said that when you come in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you know what I mean? So, the reason I do this kind of stuff I'm not trying to be the best at any of this stuff yet Mm -hmm. but what I'm trying to do is like you know like I've run an ultra now I've Mm -hmm. cycled over 2000 miles in one go you know I've climbed mountains you know this year I'm doing 125 mile um, kayak. Then after that, I'm doing a thousand mile um, kayak through the Yukon, the world's, the world's toughest survival yeah. endurance race where there is fatalities yeah, yeah, yeah. every year. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm trying to say? I'm cycling route 66. Obviously I've got my parachute license. Yeah. I'm consuming all of these things. Yeah. Because when I talk, then I'm talking based on knowledge that you have to listen. Do you know, Not Olympic that you have experience. to listen, mm-hmm. but I, I believe that I have a voice, you Mm -hmm. know, I believe I have a voice for people that have come where I've come from, people Mm -hmm. that have been through what I've been through. And I have a voice now to try and help these people out. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And I know the things that have helped me. I know the things that have saved me. Mm -hmm. Do you know what I'm trying to say? So I'm just doing all of these things now to give, to build my credentials so that, you know, when I speak my truths, Mm -hmm. hopefully the people will listen. Do you know what I'm trying to say? Because I'm saying like, I'm I'm talking about how exercise, mm. and about how this stuff has saved my life. Yeah,
0: I know it has. Can I can I just ask what was the what was the first run? How far was that? Because I think people forget about the steps. So what was your first run when you first got up and was right? I need to get myself back in. Like you've been drinking, you've lost your daughter. Yeah. Now I need to get back outside. How far was that?
1: Bro, it he, he, he was probably, I'll be honest, it was probably like a 2K. I mean, yeah. I, I, I've never, I've never like, I've never not been fit. Yeah. yeah. Um, But it's probably a 2K, but I'll probably run about six 2Ks that day because yeah. I just had to, to outside, yeah. had to keep going and had to keep going.
0: And I built my tolerance. Obviously, you don't go outside and, and run a hundred miles. No, that's no. never, ever going to be the but case. But I think, you know, like, again, for other people that may not be as fit, that, 100 miles or that 10k is so daunting that you just have to say just get out you can walk for 500 metres for one day well to
1: put it into perspective for everyone out there I've never done any endurance my whole life I mean after I mean I was quite a fit footballer but I was always a speed and power athlete yeah 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 Then after that, I went up to about 17 and a half stone of muscle. So that's, that's what I was. Mm -hmm. And then even when I was in hospital, I was a big dude. I was probably about 15, 16 stone. Mm -hmm. That's what I was. So I've never, ever been an endurance athlete. And I think that is the beauty of this story. Yeah. All the God given gifts that, that got placed upon me. Yeah. I'm not being used right now. Yeah, you know what I'm trying yeah, to say? Yeah, yeah. I got blessed with pace. I got mm-hmm. blessed with power. Mm-hmm. I got blessed with all that stuff. And then right now, I'm using my big body to mm-hmm. chug over 100 miles or a 1,000 mm-hmm. mile cycles. So for me, it was never anything that came natural to me. Mm-hmm. It was something that I got drawn to as something to take my daughter on a journey to save my life. And now I've understood that, you know, like with a bit of mental resilience and toughness mm-hmm. and having that patience for yourself, like it's surprising How far you could go Did I think it was possible For me to run 109 miles That's the toughest thing I've ever done in my mm-hmm. life Did I think that was possible No what Did point, I do it What yeah. point
0: did the demons Kick in at that point So I always thought Anyone that runs a marathon there's a, They normally say tw- The last 6 miles Are the hardest Don't they When they run a marathon They're like You've done the big 20 mm-hmm. But that 6 Everything hurts So when you're going 109 <laughs> At what point Is it the Bro
1: I was finished At 30 miles Oh wow Bro, and that's a, What what we didn't factor is I, I said that I wanted to run from my daughter's resting place to Trafalgar Square with the lions because my I call my yeah. daughter the little lion. Yeah. You know what I'm trying <laughs> yeah. to say, yeah. And what we didn't factor is the A roads. Yeah, I like oh, that. No. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm trying to say. So you y- you chugging up like that yeah. pressure, then you coming down bang bang bang, thirty yeah. miles. At my, ankle, my ankles were like that. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I I I was I couldn't hardly walk. And and when I say it, bro, truthfully, bro, you know, like if I stopped to have food, I was like that, and then I just had to. Oh, really? <laughs> no, you good? You good? You good? You're good. I, I literally had to wind up. I had yeah, to like yeah, wind yeah.
0: up back into my run again. So it was like a, a slow, like a like a hobble into a walk. If into ever a st- run. if ever stopped to have a piss,
1: yeah, or anything, I had to wind back up again, mm-hmm. and it was unbearable. Oh, okay. You know, it was absolutely unbearable. Like my my feet, my my feet. If you when I took my shoes on, my feet would just covered in blood. You know, my ankles were swelled up like this. My knees were swelled up. Everything was gone. So after 30 miles, I was feeling it. And then it was just a case of, it don't matter what you feel. Yeah. You You know, know, you know, know
2: when you're going through these emotions of fatigue, like physical injury with your foot, your knees, you're bleeding. Like, do you think of it as sort of a self punishment as you want to feel what, Azalea felt In their moments
1: Yeah do you know what it is bro Yeah it, it, It's quite um, quite, a, quite a good question <laughs> Really good question Do you question.
2: know why I asked that question Because Like with my tattoos I felt like I wanted to feel pain For like Not bad things that I've done in my life Or Yeah Promotional yeah. Like Purposes kind of thing So When I was feeling I will not say feeling down But when I When I was thinking about certain things I'd feel like I'd want to not hurt myself, but feel feel alive. Yeah. So I'd get like my stomach done. But you do mad
0: like six seven hours sitting
2: and that. Yeah. There, like because yeah. I wanted, I like I wanted that, yeah. to, wanted. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. I I don't know. I just wanted to feel the pain of of what was probably the most important to me. Yeah. Which yeah. obviously probably stems from my dad. Yeah. So do you? Is that what you kind of feel when you're doing the runs and?
1: Yeah, you, you know, w- one big part about this journey, which, I, I mean, you, you may you may have find with, with obviously losing your dad, like you were saying. And I guess a lot of people feel like it, you know, is guilt. Mm-hmm. I think I think a, a mad part of loss is you feel a lot of guilt, you yeah. know. Mm-hmm. And um, I think I feel, not because it's any fault of my own, mm-hmm. but I feel some kind of guilt. And one thing that I've always said, and it's crazy but that, that question is, I want to feel pain. Mm. Yeah, yeah. That, that's what I was thinking. I, 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 I about want it. to feel pain. Mm-hmm. I need to feel pain. I have to feel pain. Yeah, because mm-hmm. if I don't feel pain, what the fuck am I feeling? Yeah, yeah. why are you living? I, 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 well, I, I don't really feel happiness anymore. Mm-hmm. I don't feel excitement. Yeah, yeah. I don't look forward to anything. You know what I mean? And why should I?
2: Mm-hmm. You yeah. know what I
1: mean? I'm here for a different reason now, and I need to feel that pain. Do you know what I'm trying to say? So mm. I look, I look forward to it. I don't look forward to it. I just feel like it's necessary Yeah, so feeling emotion for right, you, You look at the occasions, yeah, and like the 100, say the 100 mile mm. or, or the first challenge that I did, September, World Child of Cancer Awareness Month, you know, the 100 mile that I did, April,
2: the month yeah, yeah, of my daughter's
1: yeah. anniversary. Yeah. I, 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 do, I do all these challenges. I either do, I do them, like I do them September, World Child of Cancer Month, I do them in August, mm-hmm. my daughter's birthday, I do them April with my daughter's passing, I do them at very poignant moments where I'm feeling the most pain anyway. And also I believe, I believe that I need to feel pain. I believe that it's necessary. Mm -hmm. Number two, if I'm feeling a bit of pain physically, it takes a little bit of pain away from my head and my heart. Mm -hmm. Do you understand what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So so there is that. Um, But I think, do you know the craziest thing that's happened to me is that more recently, after my last kind of challenge, Physically, my life slowed down over the last two months. Yeah, mm. but it's picked up in a lot of other ways in terms of podcasts, yeah, television yeah, yeah. shows, yeah, yeah. presenting, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. And I said to my management, I said, "Look, yeah, we're gonna have to turn some of this down." Mm. Saying, "What do you mean?" I said, "Like you know, like me getting picked up in car. I mean, yeah. you know what? Yeah, you you're, you yeah, offered yeah. to pick me up in a car yesterday." Yeah, yeah. I was like, nah, let me drive. Me getting picked up in cars, me staying in hotels, me having a dressing room. I said, this is too fucking nice for me. I yeah, said, I don't want yeah, this. Yeah, yeah. I said, I need to go back to, I need to back go to back basics. to being me. Yeah. I probably need to shave my head off like you again. You know <laughs> what I'm trying to say? <laughs> like I need, a reset. I need to yeah. go back to my raw form yeah. because yeah. I, I, I don't, I don't want all of this. I don't need this. Mm-hmm. And, and, and it takes me, it takes me back, yeah, to something. I want to tell you something now, yeah. Before all of this happened, yeah. And in my life, say play football, DJ around the world, done all this, yeah. You would have thought that I had the life, yeah. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Was I was I was I confident? Was I really confident? Mm -hmm.
0: No. Mm -hmm.
1: Was I really self assured? No. Mm -hmm. Was I really proud of myself? No. Did I have any direction in my life? No. Mm -hmm. Do you know what I mean? Was I conscious to this world? No. Yeah. Would you probably? you control. You control in life, because I I was always doing what I wanted to do. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so when you do what you want, yeah, there's there's two different things in this life, right? There's doing what you want, and there's doing what's necessary.
0: Mm-hmm. They
1: they build mm-hmm. two different kind of people. Yeah, do you know what I'm trying to say? Mm-hmm. What you always think it, what what you think that you want, is usually the easy route. Mm-hmm. It's usually a temporary form of satisfaction or gratification. Mm -hmm. That's what it is. Now the moment, the moment I started doing what was necessary was the moment where I had more self-confidence than ever. Mm -hmm. Was the moment when I was the most self-assured I'd ever been. And was the moment when I never doubted myself and I had hundred percent belief in my ability. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: So I believe that pain, uh, I believe that pain is necessary. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: I believe that suffering is necessary. And I believe that you should be competent in being able to do what's necessary in order to build yourself, you know, and, and stop having all these anxieties and all these stresses yeah. and all these problems.
2: Do you feel like I oh no. You, <laughs> it's good to hear. No. You know, like obviously before you had your daughter, yeah. Did you suffer with mental health problems then, or is it since then? How you. You know... I, and I don't mean to say sound disrespectful when the say mental problem, nah, but obviously... Nah, of course. You can see the pain in you. Like, yeah, bro, I've got,
1: so I've got pain, bro. It's a, yeah. Obviously,
2: it's a different pain before that, but did you have your struggles before then? Or was it all of... Or didn't you realise that you had well, them? Well, you, you probably know this.
1: You, you know, when we were younger, yeah... What was anxiety? I didn't even, I didn't know what anxiety was. So, so in that instance, I could say, I didn't even know what it was. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I could say that I didn't really know what mental health problems were Mm -hmm. when I was younger. It was just a case of you just go and do it. Mm -hmm. But I can say to you in the fact of like, yeah, obviously I've got certain issues now, but the, but the issues, my point is right. The issues obvious to me. Obviously I'm suffering with trauma, Mm
0: -hmm.
1: a hell of a lot of trauma. Obviously that can make me depressed yeah mm-hmm. it can make me sad like it is that a mental health problem or am i and suffering emotion. with trauma yeah. and am i sad yeah you know yeah, and am that. i, yeah, yeah. I, I that there's, there's a cause of it mm-hmm. do you know what i mean but yeah, what yeah. i tend to do is i combat that with all the necessary things i need to do mm-hmm. to be able to be the person to i function. need to be yeah. Yeah. To, to function now i know that the moment i stop is a moment i plummet yeah. i I can't stop because when I stop, that's when I can start getting in my own emotions. That's when I can start feeling sorry for myself. And that's when I start thinking, you know what? I don't want to go in the cold no more. Yeah, me. I don't want to get up no more. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Whereas I need to be cast iron. You've got your why then, haven't you? Mm-hmm. I've, got, I've got my why. My my why is more important than anything. And do you know what? Yeah, that's why for me, I wanted to come here today. Mm-hmm. The re- mm-hmm. Do you know do you know the main reason I wanted to come here today? They need to sort my fucking self out <laughs> because I've had a month off yeah, yeah. and I needed to talk mm. my truths mm. I needed to tell you guys the yeah. right answers mm. so now when I leave here today I can feel him I can take him in myself yeah, and get real, back on the horse realigned realigned, realigned, realigned. Stuff, yeah, yeah. yeah. 100%. for us
0: all really isn't it mm. no I think <clears throat> I think like again I'm conscious we're, we're going one hour 35 but I think for me we, we were nervous to ask you, to be totally honest with yeah. you, because yeah. it's like, again, as we touched on, we don't really know each other. We know of each other, we don't know each other. But for me, this has been by far the best one we've done, the best one we'll ever do. Because mm-hmm. you've opened up and you've showed so many barriers and so many layers to you. That is, <sighs> man, it's, it's, honestly, it's fucking amazing. And I, I'm not blowing smoke at your ring. I don't do that. I Same, what, I like don't, don't use, know you from, I yeah. don't like know yeah. of you. So now with your... Because you've had celebrity, you've had uh, you've had money, and all of those things, and you've lost it. But now you have a new purpose, a new weight of the word role model, yeah. and your your story inspires so many of us. Do you feel there's a there's a pressure that comes with that that there's that's unbeknown to most people?
1: Yeah, hundred percent. I mean, first and foremost, let me get out of there. Not not that it's going to be a shock to anyone. I ain't perfect. Yeah. You, you know? <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. No one is perfect Mm -hmm. And um, I I haven't really Touched on this Yeah But You know It's not a secret So Mm. Let's not say Let's say it When I first Lost my daughter Yeah I become I become the brunt Of a lot of shit Mm -hmm. I don't know why Mm
0: -hmm.
1: I can't tell you why Um, But I got a lot of hassle Of people You know I got very like kind of nasty from very nasty like DMs about me, about my daughter to groups of people banding together to kind of try and bring down me or the foundation. And I, I I, I seriously don't know why this was happening, mm-hmm. but you know, like when, you know, like when I, I look at my life here yeah, and I think for, for once in my life, yeah, I ain't doing anything for me or my mm-hmm. well-being. I'm kind of doing everything I can possibly do to, to help others. Mm-hmm. And we are helping others. Mm-hmm. And to think that there's people out there that are that are jealous or mm-hmm. that resent me or think that I'm living any kind of life. Mm-hmm. I mean, this is an opportunity for people to know that, yo, trust me, I ain't. Mm-hmm. People are thinking that People were thinking that you know when the foundation was raising money, I was a millionaire. I was kind of thinking, what, Yeah. what, what are you? Yeah.
0: Why would you try? What, what, what? Do you know
1: what I think? But people, are, but but they, do you know what it was? It's crazy because the community has always been a backbone of everything yeah. that that I've done, that the foundation has done yeah. and that we are able to do in the future. Mm-hmm. The community is something that has been incredible to me, you know, mm-hmm. and, and Sophia and my family when I was in hospital. But then there was always those kind of people that they didn't leave it at me. Mm-hmm. It became, I became a target. The foundation became a target. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anybody that I was associated with became a target. My family became a, a target. Mm-hmm. And and it got to a point, yeah, that like, imagine, imagine, bro, yeah, you've got me, Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm staying on this earth by a very fine string. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I'm trying to say? Yeah. And I've got broad shoulders. I can take what, what's, what's happening to me. But you know, like when your the foundation comes under this dispute or your mm-hmm. family or people like that, and you've got all the added pressure of the people around you
0: mm-hmm.
1: that are getting, mm-hmm. that are getting trolled, that and are getting sticked new to them as well. Isn't it? That's new to them. Mm-hmm. And not only am I handling my stuff, I'm trying to handle everyone else yeah, as well. Yeah, yeah. And you're trying to handle it based on a fact that you you don't even know what the problem is. Mm-hmm. It wasn't as if I'd done anything at the time. It yeah. was just pure hate because mm-hmm. people were, were making up their own stuff. So I guess like there is that kind of responsibility. I mean, luckily and hopefully now, you know, I believe, you know, I've done enough to, to show people that, yeah. Yeah, it's legit, essentially. Well, well, it was always well, was legit. well, look how, look what I'm doing. Look mm-hmm. what we're doing. Look how it's affecting. Do, do you know what I'm mm-hmm. trying to say? We're we putting that work. But I think, you know, there's a lot more to, there's a lot more stuff that you have to deal with as a person mm-hmm. that's in the public eye than people may understand. Yeah. I also don't think a lot of people understand that you are just a normal person, mm-hmm. especially me, bro. I'm a townie. Yeah. I've always been a townie yeah. I ain't somebody That likes to go to the Glitz and glam events yeah, yeah, I'm yeah, just a townie I'm, yeah. I'm a kid From a small town yeah. That stays in his town yeah, That yeah, stays yeah. with his family That mm-hmm. stays with the people mm-hmm. Do you know what I'm trying to say So I feel all this shit mm-hmm. You know what I mean But You have to have You have to have broad shoulders You have to be strong Because no matter what Kind of stick that you get Or no matter what Anybody says mm-hmm you can't let it distract you from your major goal. Also, Mm -hmm. you can't do things to please certain people because these people haven't got your best intention in the first place. Mm -hmm. You know, you have to stay true to yourself and you have to stay true to your path and and the people that you're trying to affect you, because that's the only way that you're going to make a difference in those lanes. But, but in in answer to what you're saying, do I feel a certain kind of pressure? I guess there is a certain kind of pressure, you know, Mm. but is that a bad thing? I guess sometimes it's difficult because you know, you've always got eyes watching you. But mm. in a certain kind of sense, if you be a good person and you do the right stuff, you ain't
0: got nothing to worry about. Yeah, exactly. And also you've got people watching you so they can tell your story for you as well. Yeah. You know what I mean? When, mm. Back in the day, you used to be trying to stay under the radar because certain things that you used yeah, to do, yeah. you didn't want anyone to know. Now when you're doing that, the trueness of it will always come to light. And people, yeah. I always think, what do people say about me when I'm not there? Yeah. And if that's, if that is now positive, then that, that's a wonderful thing. 100%. I, I think, I think you, cause again, there's so much we could go and obviously you've done SAS, you've done these programs. um, You've actually got your own podcast now. And I'm really interested into what made you want to do it on your own. Cause you would have had offers to, for BBC or whoever and all these different people like, Come on, do this show and, and talk how we want you to. What made you go? I want to be in control of this. Um also that, what is the podcast the, about? The,
1: that 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 exact reason. Mm-hmm. I want to be in control of this. Mm-hmm. You know, like, like I said to you before, it's not about the money for me. Yeah. Now. So it's not about it's not about the money. Yeah. It's about being able to be authentic to myself and true mm-hmm. to myself. And the beauty of the podcast was I met a team that Believed in my vision They okay. were like You know what We're going to do this Independent We don't want nobody Trying to put any words In your mouth mm-hmm. We don't want anybody Trying to give you direction It was like I wanted to be able to Say what I wanted to say Yeah To touch the people I wanted to touch mm-hmm. And the people that I did it with Believed in that also To the point where We ended up getting A lot of offers After it was done Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you understand yeah. um, The podcast is called Fierce Minds Kind Hearts Okay Um, And it's basically about It's about who I am now. I -hmm. I think in life you need a fierce mind to Mm -hmm. combat Mm -hmm. any and all adversity that will come your way. Because believe me it will come your way. Mm -hmm. But if your fierce mind is powered by a kind heart like I believe mine is now that's when I've realised that my potential is limitless Mm -hmm. because I I don't get stuck on all the things that I want to do. I get stuck on my, my why my yeah, purpose yeah, yeah. and that's because of my heart and then when things rely on my why and my purpose not like 100 miles it don't matter what the fuck is happening to you yeah. you find a way to get yeah. it done mm-hmm. so it's about kind of delving into to people's truths people's stories people's adversity and, and seeing how how they've been affected but also how they've got over it how they've got Mm -hmm. through it how they've risen above it and it's just a it's a podcast for the people to be able to listen into and think you know what i can relate to my favorite yeah my favorite celebrity or my favorite star my favorite artist or my favorite sports person and you know what i'm not alone Mm -hmm. this is how they got through it this is how i can get through it as well so it's Mm -hmm. just a podcast for the people that are going through something to realize that you know what there is light at the end of the tunnel
0: and where can people find that Everywhere, yeah, they find it way. anyway. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Piers so please Mons, make sure you go check that out as well. We've gone for an hour and fifty, and it feels like I've done ten minutes. The story is mad. It is ash it's crazy. Brother, thank you very much for sharing. Appreciate. Thank it. you for having well, me. Man. It's been
1: absolutely amazing. Man, pleasure been all,
0: awesome. all. <laughs> <laughs> oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. ours. Appreciate it. Yeah, appreciate it. Watch you ready again on that camera, bro. Took yourself out loads of times. Yeah. <laughs> but everybody that. Truly amazing. Thank you very much to Ashley. Big man.
2: Emotional rollercoaster. Yeah, but it was
0: right? uh, genuinely a pre- pleasure and please tune into the rest. Make sure you go and check out Ashley's stuff, not only with the podcast, obviously with the foundation as well. All support is welcome.